Hello, vinyl lovers. I'm Antonio Staropoli. And I'm Chris Myers. And you're listening to Taste of Vinyl. Feel the heat. Drop it for me. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> I love the music video. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. The whole, like, so making a music video is extremely expensive. Like, you just look into it and you think in your head, it's like, okay, so I'm independent. I have like a, some money I can throw around. And then you look at it and it's like, okay, this is like, four months rent to film a music video. I'm not mm. I'm not gonna pay someone to do that. So I'm just gonna do it myself and make it as authentically shitty as possible. Yes. Yes. Also I so ruined Yes. Also I ruined the opening, so <laughs> you've, uh, we didn't introduce you. <laughs> That's okay. It's really okay. Welcome, welcome listeners. <laughs> we have another very special guest with us. An up-and-coming synth-pop artist from Pennsylvania's own Born Losers Records. Please welcome to the show, Catherine Moan. Oh, yeah! Hi, <laughs> yeah! Hi, Catherine. Yeah! Oh, we're Hello. so happy to have you. Thank you for being on the show. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm so happy to be here. It's my first time being on a podcast, so I'm thrilled. Is it? And hopefully not the last. Hopefully. I hope so. It seems like a really fun thing to do. It definitely uh, well, is. Well, so so far, hopefully, uh, we don't disappoint you by the end, and you don't <laughs> swear off, to a off great podcasts. Start. Yeah, you're like those two shitheads. <laughs> they really ruined it for me. Yeah, totally <laughs> ruined my opening and everything. You know. Yeah. We didn't even introduce you properly. <laughs> no, that's because I love to talk. Just, <laughs> just well, and, and we want to talk about that. Yeah, and we want to get back to talking about that. <laughs> yes. So you were you were actually talking about. The music video, which yeah. uh, I I also so I also watched the the video, and I love the simplicity of it, and I love just like the tongue in cheek nature <laughs> yes. Yes. of it, like the awkwardness of it. It's so good. It's so like I eat it <laughs> up. I we were I we were eat ta- it all up. Yes, we were talking about it. And in fact, before you came on, and and we were just like, it's so great, but like you said, authentically like shitty because it just looks like. <laughs> It just looks like you walked into one of those like, hey, let's record a video booths and like, yes. let's do this. And it's just like, <laughs> you look like you look like you don't know what you want to do. And like, oh, it's just funny. It's just really good. <laughs> That's exactly like the headspace I was in because I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was like, I don't want to spend a single dollar. I don't yeah. want to go anywhere. I don't want to have to like have any of my friends help me because it's still kind of embarrassing. So I just like set up a green screen in my bedroom, <laughs> like locked myself in there. Like I remember I was like running around my room, like just being like, what do I do? What the hell do I do? <laughs> like I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a music video maker. And there's like that weird pressure that's there where it's like, oh, if you're putting out music, you have to put out a video or else it's like Right, right, right. Well, you did like, a great job. Like, well, Thank yeah, you. we we love it. It goes very well with the music. It does. Let's uh, we'll we'll definitely talk more about the music video because we we love it. But first, we want to know. We like to ask our guests the very famous taste of vinyl question. Famous in air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Analog or digital? Ooh, that's a that's a really good question. 
Okay, so I feel like it fluctuates with me. And because I definitely used I used to be a very I don't want to say pretentious, but I was very obnoxious about music. Okay. And like uh <laughs> like when I was, you know, high school, college, when everyone is peak obnoxious, I like yes, got yeah. my first okay. record player, got my first yes. records, and I was like, this is the only way I can listen to music. Like if I like an album, I have to get it physically. So I can just like loop it over and over again. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I love digital only because like, so almost all my favorite bands I discovered through satellite radio, which like, I don't know if people still even listen to. I think so. But it's like, (laughs) like I love digital for the way that music can spread faster, but I love physical for the analog for like the tact, tacticity of it. We agree. We're we're with you a thousand percent. Yeah, no, so many artists have like just a a multitude of ways. It's so much easier to get music out there. It's so much more affordable and and kind of back to the music video, right? Like think about if you had to shoot that music, even that music video that you did in your bedroom like 20 years ago. Um, It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. Right. It would have cost you so much more money. Yeah. Yeah. But just because of the way technology is and because of just the nature of digital, you were mm-hmm. able to to do it all and for a fraction of what it would have cost, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's an exciting time. I think it's exciting because you have digital format that allows you to get your music out there as widely as you can, but also because analog has made such a comeback. So exactly. it's like a lot of people... I mean, at least me personally, like if I discover a band on like Spotify or Bandcamp or whatever, and I see like, okay, cool, these guys have a record, just like Chris did. He he went he went on Bandcamp, he heard <laughs> your stuff, and he bought your your record. He bought the vinyl because one, two, three. How great is it? Like you said, <laughs> to have something tactile, it's so good. Yeah, it's a really great feeling. My favorite part about it is. So nothing beats when you buy like a record or anything and it comes with like the little goodie bags. Yes. Oh, yes. So I'm obsessed with like, I'll hang the album art up. I'll hang the poster that comes with it up. I'll like do whatever with the stickers and then the download (laughs) card. I don't know. I'll lose it. But (laughs) 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 that's like the best part. It's like, it's like swag and it feels like it's like a goodie bag for it really is exactly. favorite artist. It's funny. You so you hang them up. Like I whenever I get them, like I always just pull them out and go, I look at it and I'll be like, hey babe, check this out. Look how cool yes, how cool yes. is this, right? And then and then I just put it away and yeah. <laughs> just yeah. forget about yeah. it, you know? <laughs> but putting it up, like that's what a concept. What a novel yes what it was meant to be used for was like to hang it up but that's so funny yeah and it's like it adds like another layer to the listening experience too because it's like i'll put the vinyl on it'll spin and like i'll just be sitting there like staring at the poster and it's like because i'm very much in tune to like the audio visual like combination with records like, yes i love a good fucking album art and i'll just sit there and stare at the album art forever yeah or, like you- you know what? what? And and we we've said that like so many times on the, on this show just like the whole like part of the appeal about vinyl is that that whole facet of visual art combined yes. with you know this auditory experience. It's so cool and it's honestly me personally it's why I like music videos. Like mm-hmm. I still sit and watch like I will sit down and watch YouTube 
for hours just to watch music videos. Nice. So it's like, you know, you were, you were talking earlier about how like, oh, you know, it's such a pain in the butt. Like it's like, okay, like I've released this music and now it's like, okay, I have to have a music video. But I got to say like, <laughs> like people like me, I just like, I fucking enjoy the shit out of that. Like any content that an artist will put out, especially a music video, I eat it up. I just fucking eat it up because it really does add a whole dimension, a whole other dimension to, to the music. Definitely. It's amazing. Like it can add a whole new context to the song too. Yeah. And it's like, you can go so many directions where it's like, you can make a music video that's not related to the song at all. Exactly. Yeah. Super literally <laughs> like a, I want to say that one Vance Joy song, Riptide. I don't know if you've ever seen the Ooh. music video, but the whole video is literally every lyric that plays, the act out, the lyrics, like very literally. And it's oh, so interesting. funny. I've never yeah. seen that. I, no. have, I have to look it up. It's oh, like the exact opposite of abstract. Like <laughs> it's to the T. Oh, that's super that's cool. Amazing. Man. That's fun. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like that is fun. Oh yeah. I was just going to, I was going to add on just like the fact that I feel like, it should always be fun. And I like to have fun. And I feel like the second that, especially like when it came to like making music video or thinking about music video, the second that it stopped being fun, I just shut down and stopped. Like, because I wanted to make more, but every time I thought about it, I was like, nope. Stressful. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not, I'm not in my stupid, like fun, like dumb headspace where I think all the good <laughs> stuff comes out of. Yes. And it, you know what? It shouldn't be like a chore. It should absolutely yeah. be fun. You should be in the right headspace because it translates. It comes through, you know? And, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where like usually the first idea that comes to your head, I shouldn't say the best one, but I feel like it's, <laughs> it's like a great one. Don't second guess yourself and mm. don't care about what anybody else thinks. Do it yeah, for yourself right. and do it because it's fun and screw everybody else. <laughs> everybody else, everybody else. Words to live by. Yeah. And you know what? Words People still enjoy by. it. Definitely. I enjoy I enjoy your stuff. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like more people should follow their like instinctual like intuition with things. Cause it's like this has been something that's been on my mind a lot recently, where it's like I think a lot of time, like especially with like art and music, which is all art, like there's this apprehensiveness to be cringy or annoying or like obnoxious mm. but it's like mm. if that's what comes natural to you just embrace it like exactly <laughs> don't be afraid to be an idiot <laughs> maybe that's yeah. why Limp Biscuit is has like a kind of comeback happening yeah There's like a revival. they really do still sucks <laughs> I heard it's actually good pretty way. good I heard it actually is pretty good it's one they're one of those <laughs> bands that like and not to get too deep into Limp fucking Biscuit but like, <laughs> It's just like, I remember like listening to like when they first came out, like I was like, yo, this is so fucking awesome. Like, I love this. This is who I am. Now let's, so let's get right? super, let's get totally super not. deep. Let's get super deep. Oh God. Oh, Chris is Olympus yeah. record. It's on fucking vinyl, yo. And I'm telling you like first time so on good. vinyl since 1999. Wow. wow. The only funny thing is, is and I bought that and you're right. We shouldn't get too deep into Limp Bizkit. But when I bought that, it was like ten dollars. It was like they couldn't get they couldn't get rid of them, and now yeah. now they're going for like eighty ninety bucks. And it's like it's amazing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's so amazing. Like I want to say, like a whole facet of music now is cringe. Like there's a whole cringe genre now. <laughs> yeah, like yep, mean yep. music. It's it's fascinating. It is. It is. <laughs> 
there was definitely like a few years where I, I would just like, you know, I had my pretentiousness and right. I would just shit all over bands like that. And, and <laughs> anyone, like I have a good friend of mine, Lisa, who still like always loved Limp Bizkit and was always talking about them. And I'd be like, you're such a fucking loser <laughs> because you like this fucking band. Like it's so bad. And I would just, I would just like bust her chops about it all the time. And, you know, I'm still going to bust her chops about it, but I can't hate on them or anybody who likes their music because at the end of the day, it's music such a fucking subjective thing. It's so yeah. subjective. Everything about it is subjective for the for the creator, for the listener. So it's like, who the, who the fuck am I? And I definitely have adapted or adopted this kind of way of thinking. And I've said it so many times on this podcast. I cannot stand elitist. I cannot. They're the worst stand. kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like let people so, enjoy things. Yes. Yes. So, so why would I, you know, like, why would I do that? Why would I do that to somebody else? But I digress. Uh, let's talk more about you and your music, please. Love to. Um, Love to. I'm not Limp Bizkit, but. No, no. But you will be. <laughs> yeah, right. You'll, you'll, Give you'll it 20 years. You're going to reach that level of stardom. You'll be like um, new metal electro pop. Yeah. <laughs> tell us tell us about yourself. Like when did you know that you wanted to get involved with music at all? It's crazy cuz like so even though it's a brand new thing in my life like actually creating music, it's like something that was just festering in me like almost my whole life. I say fester oh, wow. like it's a bad thing, but it was just like inside. I you. remember being like cuz I've just always been obsessed with music. Like I remember okay. getting my very first iPod, like the iPod shuffle, and I oh, would yeah, just, yeah. I would use the shit out of that thing, and I would just like, <laughs> listen to music all the time, all the time, and like I would always like, I'd be on the school bus to school, and I would just like fantasize in my head. I'm like, oh, I love this song, and like, what if I was singing it? What if I was playing these musics? Like, and I remember just over the like years of my adolescence, picking up instruments, like. I don't want to like throw anybody under the bus, but like I don't think anyone <laughs> in my life really was very encouraging of it. And sure. gotcha. I think I needed for it to happen at the right time. Like I knew I wanted it, and I knew it's something that was going to happen eventually. And then I don't know. One day I woke up and I was just like, "Hold on!" Like if some like regular ass like dude can make a really good <laughs> song, so can I, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That's a fucking Lulu. <laughs> and so I remember getting the the Volca Volca sample. It was just like a really tiny like synthesizer sampler that just oh like, yeah 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 it just makes little little beats and then like from there it just like snowballed like as it does with musicians where you just get gear and more gear and more gear yes and yes I was like. <laughs> It got to the point where I had enough that I was like, all right, I'm just going to open up GarageBand and make some of the worst shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> but like the thing was like, I didn't stop. I just kept, I just kept doing it and it became so much fun. Like I felt so bad. I was in college and I was not doing my homework at all. I, was, okay. I wasn't doing my classwork. I wasn't doing, and sorry to any professors that might listen to this, but I just, I lost <laughs> Because I was going to school for graphic design, and okay. I just lost all interest for visual art. And I was just like, it's time I make music. There you go. <laughs> and I just, became, I just became so obsessed with it. Like, I loved – I became, like, such a, a dork about different, like, VST patches, like, all the different, like, drum sounds I can make. And, like, it's, Did, like, a new part of my personality. 
That's cool. Did you did you know that you could sing like from an early age? Like, how did you? What made you say like, okay, like I'm so like in love with music. I want to just do this myself. Like, did you immediately know like, okay, no, I I want to sing. I need to sing. Or was it like, oh, maybe I can play the drums, or maybe I can play the bass, or yeah. So that was like probably the most important part to the whole picture where it was like so Mm. i never felt like i could sing like because i think there's this whole societal pressure and competitive nature to to singing specifically which is so weird you know with like uh american idol x factor all this stuff where Mm, it's like Mm -hmm. you have to be really fucking good to be a singer and it's like the whole concept of tone deafness where it's like oh if you are not a singer if you can't sing you'll never be able to sing essentially and like i guess me specifically that was so like deeply ingrained in my head where i was like i will never be a singer i will never be able to sing and it was still like that when i first started making music because i was just making instrumentals like i was very inspired by like like movie scores so i was making stuff oh yeah yeah and uh i think i just one day was like i was on facebook marketplace and someone was like Hey, doing cheap voice lessons, that's something you're into. And I had that same mentality where I was like, all right, if some dude can sing, some <laughs> yeah, random ass dude can sing, <laughs> I can probably do that too. <laughs> nice. You just had the balls and you were just like, fuck this. I'm just going to fucking do it. I love yeah. that. I absolutely I love do that. that. Yeah. No rest. Yeah. No nobody reward, should right? be intimidated, you know, like. And and here's the thing, like this whole concept of like talent, like yes, some people have like a, a certain talent, but like even those people that go on like X Factor or an American Idol, like they practice the fuck out of singing all of the time. So like that that makes the biggest difference. Whether you're looking to be a vocalist or a drummer or a guitar player, whatever it is, if you sit down long enough and you just keep at it like you're gonna be good enough you're gonna always start off and it's gonna suck but you <laughs> have you, you have to yeah. you have to suck you know you go through that everybody everybody yeah, sucks in the beginning or right something. yeah 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 Sucking something yeah exactly how else are you gonna get better you know exactly um, you don't just start off like making fucking gold. It just doesn't I, happen. I think there's some people out there that feel that way though, that they like they can just pick <laughs> well, up those... drumsticks or they can just like, you know, <laughs> sing into a mic and just immediately think that they're they're gonna be great. God's it's gift. It's called a delusion. But, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean did did you immediately like just start doing things like on a solo basis? Did you ever join any kind of bands or anything like that? Did you ever collaborate with any other musicians? You know, I tried it a lot. There's a handful of people that I tried to collaborate with. And it's like, number one, trying to start a band is much harder than people make it look. Where it's like yeah. actually getting people together, scheduling, having oh people God. around consistently. It's like every oh. time I tried to start a band, it like didn't last one session. So oh, wow. that was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was like, X number one. And then like the furthest I'd got, I'd say was I have a roommate who's like a producer and he taught me so much about producing. And it was like a match made in heaven where it's like, I was like, perfect. I have someone who can show me all these ropes and I will, it was very nurturing. And so we made a ton of music together and none of it's seen the light of day, but (laughs) it was a really great crash course on working with someone else. And I think 
unfortunately, by the end, I was like, I think I have to be solo. I think I'm so much of like a control freak and like just so, mm. I don't know if it's like a biological thing or I'm just like, my my creative half of my brain is so like persnickety and weird about like when it wants to come out that it can't be like forced. It's like, you need to have these vocals done by like this day. And I'm like, maybe it'll be next year. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's good that you have that awareness. You became aware of that and then you decided, okay, like I'm going to do this solo. Did you immediately know, I guess, style? Because you have a very specific style. You know, it's a it's a vibe. Your music is a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. At least that's, yes. you know, that's how I feel about it, right? Did you immediately have that kind of vision? Like, okay, like this is the direction that I want to go in or did it just happen? Like, can you tell us about that? Yeah, I want to say it's like, it was definitely intentional, um, but it took some like, it took some figuring out to figure out what exactly I wanted the sound like. And mm -hmm. I know it's mm -hmm. like, it's going to keep changing. Like whatever I put out in the future is going to definitely sound different, I think. Like at the time, especially like one of my favorite genres ever, for some reason, is just Italo Disco that like, it's like you got a bass harp. You have like these fun drums and just like simplicity and i remember when i was first starting i was obsessed with uh i was having like a madonna phase okay, okay. like specifically like 80s madonna where it's like these like stupid fun pop songs and i was just like all right i need to make something stupid fun and like i don't want to be like all about like oh my stuff have to sound 80s i wanted to at least have like 80s textures 80s sounds okay but, but not sound like trying to do like any kind of 80s revival stuff. Gotcha. And like, even though definitely some of my songs just sound exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the goal, but it's a part of the influence. Like, because growing up, I, I just, I really loved all that. Like I was, I'd say the two biggest influences for me were definitely like Madonna and Depeche Mode. Where it was just, I want to make these, but like now, how do I make this sound like it came out now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think hard task, but you did it. But yeah, no, it comes across. It definitely does. It has a modern feel to it, but you can tell that there there's definitely like '80s influence and definitely Depeche Mode influence as well. Um, which like uh, I fucking love Depeche Mode. Yeah, like, one of best. my all time Same favorites. Here. So fucking good. Um, <laughs> there's this one point where I was making a song that sounded way too like retro. That I was like, all right, I'm throwing on a hip hop beat. I'm literally just going to throw in a rap beat and it's going to sound modern. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. That's great. That is so, I love that. I mean, look, hey, whatever works for you, right? Which song is that? Can, do, can you divulge? Um, I'm pretty sure that one was Chain Reaction, where that's like the, the title track. One. Yeah, the last song. I was like, all right, okay. this is going to have like a boom bap to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. definitely. Sweet, sweet. I'm going to have to listen to it again with, with different ears. Yeah. Um, and so, Catherine Moan. Uh, was born. <laughs> Where where's the where's the name come from? Okay, so that was a long like process where I didn't want it to sound stupid. That was number one. I didn't want to have a band name that was like I can't even come up like come up with something that sounds stupid off the top of my head. But it was another distraction. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's our band name, by the way. But I love the honest reaction, though. <laughs> yeah, right. She's like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, and so 
off the bat, I was like, I want it to sound like like a name, like something that just sounds like a real person, like a real thing, something that doesn't sound very just like fictitious. And then so I was just thinking, I was like, it should be something. I want it to be like edgy, but not too edgy. So I thought about like, I was like, oh, what if I just make it sound like a priestess who's like also a porn star? So it's Ooh, like two okay. sides, like two sides oh, of a coin where it's like you're yeah. religious, but you're also getting down dirty. <laughs> oh man, okay, okay, because it, I was like, oh, uh, it is Saint sexual. Catherine. Yeah, it is like Catherine Moan. I'm like, cool. okay, I'm like that is a sexual name, total Definitely. porn name. Very nice. And let me tell you, I'm starting to regret it because the comments, <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> the comments on the videos really get me sometimes. Oh, oh boy. Okay, no, I see. I didn't see any of the comments. What do they say? Oh, they are really fucking funny. I wish I could just like go through them just to be Is it like raunchy uh, shit. Yeah, it's just like these like raunchy, like like way too deep personal like responses. Oh, oh and it's no, just brother. like I know. It's just like I guess the because people just see moan and they're like, I'm gonna make a joke out of this. I'm I'm oh, gonna turn man. this into something. <laughs> like I and I know they say not to read, like never go to the comment section. Sure. But it is hilarious. It is so <laughs> fun. Like even the really mean stuff, if you have a good like good heart about it, it's like, no, this is objectively the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. I'm looking I'm- right now. I'm on uh the drop it comment section i'm trying to see if i could find anything everything so far that i'm i'm scrolling through it's just everything is so fucking positive yeah so you want to go to the i think it was new retro wave so that's like a youtuber that has like a ton of uh followers and so they uploaded a couple of my songs and like Uh, because they have like um like i don't know like a million like subscribers so it's just like yeah so really you get all types of people like like Uh, watching okay and it's like you get some real characters commenting like there's ha- there's a few that were just like straight up gibberish that i i just i had the comment i was just like i love the enthusiasm oh, i was just gonna ask did you comment on any of them i had like I, back it's too compelling it's- <laughs> <laughs> how can you not right i mean right like as a child of the internet it's like i i feel like i thrive in this environment and i want to just like be a part of it i want to be yeah. part of the stupidity in the comment section yes <laughs> <laughs> I I hear that. I feel you. That's so good that you can have like a like a sense of humor about it, even though you probably some of these people are probably just like really fucking disgusting. I'm sure. Oh um, yeah. Or just got, mean, uh, or just straight up mean. Yeah, I got my very first hate like DM recently. Oh, what? Bro. Yeah, and so for some reason I was just feeling spicy, so like I I like tracked. <laughs> <laughs> their account like looked back through it Ooh. found that it was connected to another account that was a band they were in oh. and i listened to the music and like i don't have a big ego i'm not i'm not like a huge like uh yeah, yeah. i don't think i'm the best artist in the world obviously but like i listened to the music and i was like oh sick it's kind of garbage so like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so they had no idea that i was gonna find like their band account but i messaged sure. it i just said nice beats asshole oh, <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Can you divulge Fuck the name them. of the band here? I I forgot it. That's how forgettable it was. Oh, but. that's good. Oh, all right, nice. all right. That's so good. That's so good. Retribution. Yes. Yeah, it's like people in the comments section, man. It's like it's mindless too. Like I feel like sometimes oh, sure. they're not even thinking about it. It's like oh, I'm just gonna dumb as shit. These people ever heard? I'm gonna end, ruin their whole day. Well, oh, totally. I think that that's trolling. 
Right? That's Definitely. like the whole that's the whole thing about trolling. It's like how do I get a reaction? These people are fucking sociopaths. They're fucking yeah. sociopaths. I hope Seriously. my music I've... never gets on 4chan. If my music gets on 4chan, Ooh. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna jump off a bridge because oh, oh, that would be the way. <laughs> have you have you ever commented back like in a delusional sense, just pretending like everything's a, like a great comment? You're just like, hey, thanks for liking my if they're yeah. like you're the worst like you fucking suck your video sucks you're like hey thanks for liking hey, my thanks. video drop a like and subscribe though <laughs> <laughs> drop a like and subscribe yeah, yeah just definitely. pretend just to everybody no matter yeah, what yeah. the comment is that's great yeah, you don't want to you don't want to break the facade you know it's like yeah you're like yeah hey, appreciate look, the huh. calm yeah like <laughs> there was this one time where like someone online was bullying me like viciously oh no but like i wasn't giving into it and after like 30 minutes you're like shit you're all right (laughs) 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 they're like cool yeah (laughs) we give them power then they'll keep doing yeah that's exactly right that's exactly right totally all right we got off track no no totally but it's like (laughs) but it's like a chain reaction right (laughs) that was a great segue yeah yeah (laughs) tell us us about your record, your your first full length album uh, entitled Chain Reaction, it was released a few months ago. It yeah. is a beautiful work of art all around, from the cover art to the songs, yes. lyrics. Stunning job for you know for a first release. So, um, Thank you. can you talk talk about the album? Give us an idea, like how it all went down, the inspiration, the the art, all of it. Yeah, it was very much like. The whole thing was its own like manic manifestation, I'd say, where it was it was planned, but like so the structure was just basically, okay, I'm gonna make an album. I want to make a full album. And so and it definitely started with me just essentially like rather than chasing after, you know, like wanting to make songs like a like a, I'm gonna make this song about this. It was very I kind of waited for the right moments. And when I was feeling like a specific way, I was like trying to catch lightning in a bottle where it's like, all right, I'm feeling like either really good or really shitty today. And I want to translate that through just like all these different sounds and like, I'm not going to try too hard. I want it to be very like, uh, I don't okay. know, like Mr. Fluid. Magoo or, or fluid. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Mr. Magoo. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you know how he just kind of like walks and he yes, just- Yes, yes. <laughs> oh shit, I love happens. that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's way to, that's a great great way to describe it. Yeah, and so it's like I found that the harder I worked and the more that I tried to force shit out, it was just the more it sounded like garbage. So I tried to just Mm. be very like as intense as my brain was about it. I tried to be very like loosey goosey about it. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of that. It was just I would sit down, I would either make something really stupid or really awesome, depending on how I was feeling that day. And it just kind of it it built up and I, I feel like I had enough. And then, like, the hard part was actually finishing the songs because right. I'd, I'd say I don't have that, like, discipline where, like, obviously, it's my first album ever. So I, I don't really, I didn't really have the proper expectations of how you even do that. Like, how do you make a, like, take an idea or, like, you know, like, a melody, a jingle and make yeah. it into, like, a fully, like, fleshed out, radio-friendly um, thing? And it's I'm, not easy. It's not. It's a lot of work. Oh. I I probably like some of the songs in the album, I probably spent like 
three months just going back over and over again, just like being like, oh, is this right? Wow. Nah. Oh, is this wow. right? Maybe. And then yeah, yeah. I'm, I was so lucky to have my friend Trey, who's a very talented producer. And, uh, mm. and so he, he mixed and mastered all the songs and like he took them from their kind of like, I would just say all the songs by the time I was just like literally over even like looking, listening to them, they were like eighty-five <laughs> yeah. percent done, and he he really pushed it that last fifteen percent with like mixing it and mastering it, and like he even sometimes like would just throw on like guitar or something and just he knocked it out of the park with, wow. with that, and it's like I was really appreciative of that because it's I'd say I'm very scatterbrained, and so that was the biggest that was the biggest hurdle with making mm. an album is I am like as ADD as they get, I'd say mm-hmm. where. I, it's hard to keep me focused on one thing at a time. Yeah, I know what and you so mean. It, I felt like a fucking king when I finished that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd do something and I actually followed through. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> so you really had like a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, I think people really underplay how hard it is to make an album. Oh, yeah. It's very difficult. You know, going back to your point, I mean, like, and Antonio knows, I'll come up with, like, a riff for our band when we played, I should say, when we were in the yeah. midst of recording, whenever that was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd write, like, a riff, and I'd have, like, a beginning, and I'd bring it to them, and I'd be like, I don't know what else to do. Or I'd bring them the, yeah. I'd be like, this is the end Wait, to a song. But, like, don't you remember? I, dude, are you kidding me? I have so much shit, like, on my computer. You do, that's too, like, yeah. Almost finished song, fully but, finished song, but like not. It's a nightmare. It is. It's, it's totally difficult. a fucking nightmare. It's 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 a lot of work, man, and it it does. It takes like discipline and just kind of like, okay, like just let's fucking do this, you know? Like yeah. let's just get it done, you know? And it can be. It really can be very difficult. It's um, a daunting so task. When it, yeah, and, and when it comes together. And then you can sit back and you can listen and say like, wow, like I did that. Like we did that. Like, holy shit. You have something that you can be proud of. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely a, a sense of accomplishment that comes with that. So, I mean, look, you did it. <laughs> we, yeah. we, I did it. It's, you did it's it. Done. It's, we, yeah. And, and it's out there. And, you know, the coolest thing about this is, is like, it's just always out there. Right? Yeah, I can't. There's no take backs. <laughs> no, right? No, it's just out there. It's in. The, it's in the ether forever and ever. <laughs> yes, that's what you I sh- love about music or putting you out should be, music. Yeah, absolutely. And you should be super proud. And you know the other cool. Yeah, like you're saying, the cool thing is, is that it can be discovered over and over again. Yeah, you know, right? for forever. It's always yeah. out. It's forever. It, it makes me feel really good because. I'd say a big part of it for me was that push to really create some, like an album or something was, I don't want to disappear from this earth without having left something behind, you yes. know? Yes. Yes. And specifically art, I feel like is a really good thing to leave behind. And like, even if it's not like, you know, the best shit ever, it's not like, but maybe to one person it but is. That's, but that's right. It's so subjective. So maybe yeah. It, yeah, like you said, like so maybe for one person, it's it's life changing, it's life altering, you know, and that's fucking beautiful. That is that makes yes. it worth it. So beautiful sure. and so worth it. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of people discovering your music, how did Chris and Mike from Born Losers like? How did they come across you as an artist? 
Yeah, so it was like it was like a pipeline of interactions where when I was like first starting making music, I made like a few songs. They were like the first ones that I actually could say were like completed or like even did vocals on them, which at the time was like a huge deal. It was the first time I ever sang on anything. And wow. I was just I wasn't even gonna like sit on it. I was like, all right, these are not mixed, they're not mastered, they sound like shit. I'm putting them on Spotify. And all right. Yeah, and so I did that and then somebody, uh, one of my friends shared it on their story. And then so at the time, uh, my now super close friend, Trey, who does like the mixing and mastering for the album, he saw it on my other friend's story and listened to it. And he was like, yeah, there could be something here. <laughs> like, it's not like. Oh, shit. It, it's there's something there. So he, uh, Trey is in the band Corin, which is like on Mike and Chris uh, label. And okay. so ah. from there. Like a few months down the line, I just kind of like sent Trey like some stuff I was working on. I was like, hey, like, uh, I'm not like asking really for anything. I just want, you're really good at making music. I want like your opinion on these like demos. And then it kind of became a thing where it was like, if you can make an album, I'll send it to this label and like, we'll see what happens. And it wasn't like set in stone at that time. But then when I finished the album and they listened to it, they're like, yeah, we'd love to work with you. And it was like a very nice. You should have seen me. I was like running around my house and like laughs. Like I was like, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's yeah. so awesome. That's so great. Because it's like never in my life did I imagine that I'd even like be anywhere near a record label. You did it. I did it, and that's why I'm I'm so <laughs> grateful for the Born Losers guys because They're they great. really made a dream come true here. And that's so they cool. they might downplay it, but they really changed my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I we love to hear it. We love to hear because those guys, those guys are great, and definitely you de- you deserved it. So um, <laughs> for sure, I love it. I love every second of it. Tell us a little bit more about the inspiration of Chain Reaction. Where did the name come from? Yeah, so the name came from just this. I definitely came up with the name for it towards the end of the album when mm-hmm. I was like reflecting on like you know all of the songs, what I wrote them about, and. Like a lot of them were just about me. I don't want to say I'm complaining in the songs, but I was very frustrated with how, I guess, things were at the time and how life is just full of cause and effect. And I was feeling very overwhelmed at the time about what choices I had made, the path that I had taken. And I was at the time, because, you know, we were all locked in our houses. I was feeling very reflective over just how, what, I would have done differently, what I could have done differently. Am I okay with how things are now? Like so much shit has happened. So much stuff happens in your life. And I just thought that was a good, that was a good way to kind of like use like a phrase to metaphor all that I was talking about. Cause I'd, I'd say the album in its nature is just a diary of just different feelings. Okay. Yeah. It makes so sense. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's very scatterbrained, but I think to me, it makes sense. To me, it makes lots of sense. No, it, it makes perfect sense. Cause and effect, every action equal and opposite reaction. And there's definitely, <laughs> there was definitely a lot of time to reflect on those things and, you know, during quarantine and during this whole pandemic. So I, yeah, I understand that. That's, um, I like that. That's pretty cool. Even just looking at the song titles, did you think about how you wanted the song order to go? Because it actually, Definitely. it actually makes sense just because like, even just the, like I said, like the song titles 
chain reaction is a great title for it because it almost seems like you know as the song goes like the next song comes up like each one is like a cause or an effect of the last one almost in a way i don't know if that makes sense no that you definitely tuned into what i was being very specific about and i remember when i was talking to my friend about how is i gave him the first lineup set set list whatever what's the word track list track list <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. okay he was like he was like dude it doesn't matter but i'm like but it kind of does like no it fucking matters it yeah. does it does <laughs> like the way that some of the songs like like playing with each other like it's i was very i was adamant that i want to drop it to be the beginning and chain reaction to the end because i felt like drop it is like an like a high like you feel it's like the most positive that the album is and then i think yeah. chain reaction is the lowest the album is i just felt like it was the perfect way to like even just like bookend it nice awesome it works it works and um any any plans to take this on the road Definitely. Yeah. I'm super excited that I'll be playing in San Diego. I just want to get everywhere. That's awesome. And I'm trying to simmer myself down a bit with expectations because I'm a, I'm a brand new artist. Only yep. a handful of people know about me, but I just, I'm so eager to see the world. <laughs> and I feel like this is finally an excuse to travel. Yeah, absolutely. I think even though you're a, a new artist, I think people are ready for you. We're really excited that you're going to be taking this on the road. And everybody who's listening right now, please go to Catherine Moan's website. Are dates like on your Bandcamp, Spotify? Um, like where could they find that so stuff? I have them. I know that I have them on a link tree on my Instagram. Oh, okay. And then Ooh. I think yeah. Spotify has some. Like okay, Spotify on tour feature is so it's it's so hard to look at Navigate. it accurately. Like. Yeah, it'll oh, just okay. it'll say a show that is like super far off and it won't show every yeah. show that's happening. But oh, that's I weird. I should make a website. Thank you for that, oh, that little nugget of <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Squares is this is this podcast sponsored by Squarespace? It is not. <laughs> it is now. Anyway, but it might be. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. After yeah. this, it might yeah, be. After this. <laughs> Are you listening, uh, Squarespace? Yeah. yeah, come on. <laughs> this this episode is sponsored by for nothing, absolutely nothing. For chan, for chan, yeah. Um, oh yeah, check out. Water. Oh yes, is it buble? <laughs> That's a good question. Tastes good. <laughs> oh yes. Bottom line is, there's at least a link tree that people can can go to and look at any of the tour dates that you have, and yes, I'm sure you'll be updating when you have shows coming up. So yeah, I don't check that out. <laughs> Before we you know wrap this up, we did actually want to talk about vinyl because this is a show about vinyl, and unfortunately, it's just getting it's like that topic has just become so secondary on this show. <laughs> Maybe also fortunately because we just love talking to our you know our guests about anything and everything. But can you just give us some insight into what your collection looks like and how you started collecting? Absolutely. I used to be a humongous vinyl nerd, and thank God for my bank account. I've chilled out, but like, <laughs> like it all started. Like I remember, I used to work at a movie theater attached to a mall, and there was a nearby. There's an Urban Outfitters, and one day I walked in, and they had like a like a cute like pink Audio Technica uh, record player, and I was like, "That's dope." I want one of those. It was like, I feel like that was at the peak of like when like vinyl was coming back, you know, like that resurgence. Yeah. Okay. That's when like Walmart and Target and everywhere started selling vinyl again. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yep. Right. 2012, 2013. I don't know. And so I got that. And then from there, I got a few. Like, I remember the first vinyl that I was super hype about was um, 
that St. Vincent album, like the self-titled one with Digital Witness on it. I would just spin that like over and over and over again. (laughs) And then I was like, I want to keep doing this. What was great about having a vinyl collection was it was almost like a like a catalog and like a scrapbook of like how your taste in music has like changes and evolves because like I would look at some it's of it and I'm like right now yeah because I'm like Cause I never thought the- of it that way yeah it's it's crazy like there's some albums where I'm like why the fuck was I listening to this so much <laughs> like uh, there's this album um, called uh, Angel Guts Red Classroom by the band Shushu and it's like a noise album. And okay. I, I, I spanned the hell out of that album. And there was literally just tracks where it was like th- like two minutes of like a pig squealing. And I'm like, why do I like this? <laughs> oh why did gosh. I like this? <laughs> why did I like this so much? Oh, Amazing. man. And now you have their but, whole collection. Yeah, I have like too many of their vinyl. Just for the listeners, I wasn't trying to be creepy there. She did send us her Discogs list. So yeah, I know. Yeah. What's in her vinyl collection? We weren't trying to be creepy, but you just but are I creepy. I just sounded, I'm just a creep <laughs> anyway, so let's continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like there's a few, like there's a few bands where I just have like almost their whole collection. Like yeah, yeah. the other band I have uh, a lot of is the Chromatics. Like I, I had a huge Chromatics phase where right, I was right. just like, I was like, you can do that. You can just make like the super cool synth pop, like the super chill. They, I feel like my peak of vinyl buying was when I got really into like the whole Italians do it better label because they package their vinyl with so much cool stuff. It's ridiculous. You just get like tons of nice. posters and free swag. I was like, I'm just going to keep buying from them. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I also, I got addicted to buying records from Polyvinyl because they okay. just have such a good lineup of like bands like on their, on their label. And I got, um, one of my favorite vinyls I have is a, uh, it was like a sampler that they put out where it was all of the polyvinyl bands covered each other. And oh, so I cool. just got introduced oh, to so many new artists. And it's like, like how often like do you buy like a compilation vinyl where it's just like a bunch of different artists, not just one artist running through it? That's brilliant. That's yeah. one I definitely would buy. So not that it matters, but um, do you know, uh, well, you have Discogs. So um, w- yeah. how big is your collection? Okay, so it's definitely, I do have to say, I unfortunately had to decimate it during COVID because I was like, I have too much stuff and not enough money. So yeah. I want to say it went from it's like- painful, I hear you though. Yeah, it went from like 100 records to like, like 20, 30. I narrowed oh, it down boy. to the ones that I, I love the most. I was like, these are the records Stay that nice. I want to keep with me forever. Yeah, like the, the ones that you just don't want to let go of ever. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us some of those? Absolutely. Number one, obviously, is Violator by Depeche Mode. If I got rid of that, I would cry. Great yeah, album. You got oh, With Sympathy oh, from Ministry. Too. Ooh, like, yeah. Uh, obviously. Okay. And then You Can Dance by Madonna. That's like peak <laughs> good shit. Nice. Nice. One of the most recent ones I got was uh, Plunge by Fever Ray. It's just this crazy, like, electrono, electronic. I wouldn't even say it was pop. It's just like, it's, it's like the side project of the band The Knife. But it's just like it's oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. good that I never want to let oh, go of oh, it. Oh yeah, so Chris Chris knows about it. I don't yeah. fucking know. But <laughs> fucking Chris. Well, I mean, I know about the knife, and I know about the okay. plunge about because that was one of the uh, options of uh, records to talk about. Oh uh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, gotcha. I did. I did give yeah, you guys yeah. a list of some that I love. Yeah, I think you yes, wanted to talk yes. about "Hurry Up, I'm Dreaming" by M83. That is yes. Oh, it's 
such a good record. It's which we'll, we will be talking about shortly. <laughs> Is there anything right now that you're listening to like on repeat? Oh my god! Aside yes. from Chain Reaction, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the name of the album. But it's like my friend sent me this artist. Her name is ML Butch. And so she just put out this album called Skinned. Well, she put it out last year. And it's just like. like and the, sorry, the artist's name is Emma. It's ML, like the letters. And then Butch, like B U C H. Oh, ML Butch. Gotcha. Yeah. And so it's like this super spaced out, like pop, um, like a little bit of dance elements. But overall, it's like very like melancholic. Like minimal spaced out, just like sim- super simple melodies, super simple beats, and it's just like it's so infectious. I, I I literally can't stop listening to it. Like I know when my Spotify Wrapped comes up, it's gonna be at the top because it's just it's an everyday <laughs> thing. <laughs> awesome. So we'll we'll check that out. Yeah, for sure. I definitely recommend it. Well, thank you so much for answering all of our questions and letting our listeners hear about. Catherine Moan. We enjoyed that. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored. Of course. And that will bring us to On the Platter. Oh, God, it's so good. Mmm, so good and tasty. So today we are talking about Hurry Up, We're Dreaming by the band M83. And that was released back in October of 2011. So this this is an album that, admittedly, I have not listened to this record in a very long time. So I know, you know, the way that I was introduced to this band, I was watching some HBO show. I want to I want to say it was called like Made in America, some something like that. And at the end of one of the episodes, they like hop into a limo, and the song Midnight City starts playing. Yep. And I'm like. What the fuck is this? This is amazing. Like this is so, so good. fucking good. It is so it's, good. It slaps so fucking hard. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta like look up this this band. So like I went and I I found them on Spotify. Uh and I just I listened to the whole album and I loved it. However, I will say this that the song Midnight City stands alone. There is, in my opinion, no other song on that record sounds like that. It's it's okay. phenomenal. It's it is unique. Yeah, yes. nothing else sounds Agreed. like it, and I think a lot of it contrib like what contributes to that uniqueness is like there's specifically that one like line where it's like you don't know what it is. Like you don't know if it's vocals, you don't know if it's synth, but it's like the the exactly bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah, yes. like the main lead. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that yeah, that like, whole I thing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's it also it and like so. Like I was saying earlier about like your music, it's a vibe. And this is also very much like a vibe. And I think that most of the vibe on on this record is just like really chill. But Midnight City is just kind of like there's like a like a a momentum to it. Like there's like a pace that it's just like it gets you moving. You know what I mean? It's like I want to fucking do something. Like this is yeah. so like upbeat. You know what I mean? You know, not to say like I don't like any of the, the other songs. I I love the album. The album is is fantastic. There are so many songs on the record. Most of like thirty. I, a lot of them are oh, interludes. It's like <laughs> they, yeah. they go. You know, it's just it just kind of like intros into other yeah, it's like songs. A minute. Right. 
Right, but I but I think that that contributes to the whole vibe, like sets it up. To me, like the whole album, it's almost it has like a movie cinematic quality to it. Exactly. Where it's like exactly you feel like you're listening, listening to the score to a film, like Correct. the way that it starts yes. and ends feels so yeah. encapsulated. Like you're listening to a story. It's so cool. Yeah, for sure. Anytime, I mean, and Antonio, you might agree with me on this. I already love new wave music and and like <laughs> the modern sort of version of that today I'm super into but I'll tell you what the movie Drive really got me into that all that music and Nicholas uh, I always forget is it Nicholas Winding Wren yeah it's it's I think it's like a silent F in his name somewhere Uh, well Cliff Martinez I believe is the composer but and Nicholas he Nicholas Wren and ends up being the director of the all those films okay Um, that music like every time I think of that kind of music, like midnight, especially Midnight City, like I see myself like driving in this like ne- dark kind of neon, like Tron type of city. Like, <laughs> uh, like I don't know. It's just like it, it feels like that all the time. And I'm just like, well, man, he's just fucking chill this music all the time. Well, so like, <laughs> so, so drop it, right? Yeah. Yes. Like I, Same. the first time Same. I heard drop it, I was right. like, and it's so funny because I just got Drive on vinyl, like yeah, it just, yeah. like it just came in the mail like a couple days ago, and I have been listening to it, and I, you know, listening to Drop It, I'm like, man, I'm getting a, a Drive vibe, yes, like this yes. is so dope. So I was yes. definitely tuned so, into that. <laughs> uh, like, it comes across. It's so awesome. Yeah, I, I love that whole vibe of music where it's just so cinematic. Like, yeah, it's it's like an intersection between just like movie score, pop music, and then like especially some kind of like retro eighties new wave revival, just like all put together is just yes. like I fucking love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and it's weird because it's like I was born in the nineties, so it's like I can't say I'm nostalgic for the eighties because that'll make me look like <laughs> an idiot. I don't know how to put it. It's like I just like it. I just I love it. <laughs> They're classic it's not to like. Yeah, exactly. Those, you know what? You know the really good genres because the good genres of music and the good decades because every 20 years or so, and obviously the 80s was only, you know, 40 years ago, but but still, <laughs> like that kind of stuff, like it makes oh its way God. back. That's starting from 1980. We're not 40 yet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that, that there, you know, man. that music, that style, like, you know, it's good because it constantly, finds its way back yeah. into into modern works. I was thinking about this. And we, you know, we started off talking about like digital, right? We yeah. live we live in this digital age and this is just my mind fucking, you know, like now I'm just fucking pontificating and shit and just trying to be insightful <laughs> and whatnot. Do it. I just realized that because we live in this digital age where I just feel like eras were defined, right? You have like the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. They're all like you, when you reference those eras, there's definitely a very clear vision that you have in your mind of what the music sounds like. Yes. In those eras, there's like clearly defined decades there, right? Of of styles of music. Definitely. And what I realized is like today, like I cannot pinpoint what that is, not even for like the last... Not even the last 15, 20 years, really, for me. It's you can't. And I, and I think, and here's where like my, you know, my bullshit comes in, right? 
my insightfulness, quote unquote, <laughs> comes in. I think that because we live in an era where everything is available to us all of the time, and you said this yourself, like you grew up in the 90s, you don't know why you have this affinity for like 80s music. There are so many people that are in your position that it's not just the 80s that they're drawn to, like they're drawn to music from the 60s, the 70s, all like it, there is just no, for lack of a better word, there's like no defined era for anyone, like nothing's old, nothing's new, like in in a cosmic sense. You know what I mean? Like sure, sure. <laughs> everybody's able to have everything at their fingertips. And so it's just like, it's all there. Before they, it wasn't like that. It just, things progressed in a certain way. And that's, you know, eras had a defined sound. And now it's it's just, everything is out there. It's just fucking there for everybody to explore. And artists are putting shit out that influence them. And so you have like all of these like folksy bands. You have like you have all these '80s inspired bands. Like all of this music that's just coming out that you're like. Sometimes I'll listen to something brand new and be like, "Is this? Did this come out in the '70s? No, no, right, that came right. out last year." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like what I've been tuned into recently, and this is a whole phenomenon that I am just like mind blown by. Is that you have now like. There's like, you know, SoundCloud rappers, clout rappers that are making pop punk music that oh, sounds yeah, straight yeah. out of like 2007. And it's just yep. like, wow. Yes. There you go. That's so great. Like, he's, <laughs> like this emo music. I want to thank Travis Barker for that. He's, he's say, holding it up by himself. He is. He is, he is it's showing. on his shoulders. He is holding <laughs> up the entire pop punk and emo world on his shoulders because he'll find like a uh, some kind of trap rapper and he'll be like, "All right, cool. You're gonna come with me and you're gonna make some pop punk." And they'll just put out fucking pop punk records. Do oh, you guys man. ever hear of Kenny Hoopla? No, it doesn't sound any. No. So so like he like really interesting artist i found him like through an ad on spotify or something like that on on social media and he had this song out called how will i rest in peace if i'm buried by the highway some something like that wow and oh man this song it sounded it didn't sound pop punky at all it sounded just like its own thing very kind of like folksy very kind of like trap rap just fucking cool and i'm like this song is so fucking awesome this guy's on my radar he's gonna be huge the next thing you know he hooks up with travis barker and they're putting out <laughs> pop punk shit and i'm like wow what, like, what, like, what is going on here it's just I, it's and he's done it uh, uh, several times now with with these artists so um i think it's great i think it's yeah it's really neat it's just fun like uh I was watching SNL like a week ago and Young Thug was the musical guest. Okay. And then he was doing this like rap song, but it was like the the whole instrumental was like like heavy, like emo, like punk music. And then like I was like I was like adjusting my glass and I was like, hold up. No other drummer has a fucking like neck and face tattoo like oh, that. No and Travis way. Barker was drumming <laughs> yeah. for Young Thug. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. Yes. What doesn't he do? Jeez, right, that's I was like, man. "Holy like, crap, that's amazing!" Drums from a you know what he doesn't Kelly, do? Willow Smith. <laughs> what doesn't he do? You know what he doesn't do is play the drums for M eighty three. 
Oh my god. Oh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. The droplet, like <laughs> we just like <laughs> I'm trying to do a segue <laughs> now. <laughs> But like the drums on that album, oh, like, I had to go off on this tangent. But yeah, the drums on that record, like well, let's let's focus, right? Hurry up, we're dreaming, right? The '80s infused sound on that, like the reverb on those drums, so good, so, so big. Man. Like right? when those tom toms oh. come in, you just want to like get up and like punch something. Yes. So yes. <laughs> so like I was trying to think of like a clever like way to describe this album. And I thought I thought of a couple things, but it almost felt to me like a dark side of the moon infused Phil Collins fever dream. Ooh, okay. accurate. That is very Ooh, accurate. Very nice. Is it? See, I, yeah. t- sometimes I just think I'm full of shit. Uh, no, I can definitely so, see that. Like, it's okay, so validation. I have validation here. I'm validating that. That is a yeah, very like, feel it. Yeah, like. Feel it calling in the air tonight, like that kind of stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like he, I would say his vocals, vocal style. his vocals are very like evocative of Phil Collins. Yes, where yes. it's like he has these these moments where he's just not singing for like a bit, and then like he just has like these quips where it's like one verse where it's like a couple lines, and like he's gone again, but then like he comes out of nowhere with like just this banger vocal melody out of nowhere. Yes. And it's like it's that that space, like paired with like those huge drums. Just, yes. I love uh, it. Yeah, like so it lets the good. music speak for itself. <laughs> yeah, there's like that one song in specific. I think it's it's called Wait. And that was the very Wait, first I love that song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that is was such the very a good first M eighty three song I heard. I was like so I used to work at a movie theater in a mall. Right. And I just walked into a theater to like clean it up and the credits were rolling and Wait was playing. And I just heard like that like just like that chill, like it's, it's like a like acoustic guitar and like little bleeps. Mm-hmm. And you just get the no time. And it's like, oh, oh so good. Oh, <laughs> yes. so good. Oh, Do you have God. a favorite? Is that your favorite track? I don't. Okay. So I think my favorite track on the album is like definitely a deep cut, but it's like the okay. one where it's like the, it's like that little like, like that little bouncy bass line. There's like that little girl just like telling a story. Oh, she's about, like, like talking about basically tripping on. A frog. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's very funny to be a frog. <laughs> right. And then, but like it builds oh, up somehow one? where it's like this super simple bass line and then this girl telling a story. But then like there's this transition that goes on for like a whole minute where it goes from this super simple like two track song to like a massive, just like huge pads, like guitar, drums, like uh, a very like melancholic vocal melody. It's like it's two songs, yes. one. And it's just a certified vibe. Yeah, I, I, I like that track. It's definitely a standout for me as well. Yeah. De- definitely. It's, it's a weird song. It's- it is. It's so weird. It's super weird. <laughs> it almost feels like it's an interlude in a way, but it's not. It's, it has like so much in it. And then this little girl, like it's an actual little girl just telling <laughs> this story about you licking a frog and tripping your, your face off and how, <laughs> and how great it is. Like she's talking it up. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Like I feel that like that's, that's my favorite song. I, like anytime I listen to the album, I'm excited for that, that song to come on. Nice. It's just, so, it's just fun. Like it's a, it's a fun, stupid song. And I yeah. mean stupid in all the good ways. Do you have a, a favorite track on, on the record, Chris? Yeah, it's uh, it's weight. I mean, I just uh, like okay, and it's probably 
Well, yeah, it's it's weight, but I mean, like, I also obviously love Midnight City and Reunion. I know, I can't. I the, <laughs> the music videos every dude, time, They're and the crazy. music videos, the music videos for those three is actually really cool too, because I guess they got some director to like make like a trilogy, you know, out of all those. Oh three no, songs. shit! Yeah, and yeah. it's just like kid superheroes almost, like <laughs> just really oh, such a cool concept, and I gotta I don't check know, that just out. Like, those okay. kids, I don't know, like those kids just worked really well. I think just like they all looked very aggressive, like real superheroes, and their eyes turned blue and red. And like, right, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, they put sick. them uh, on the physical vinyl. They put the kids on each side, like they yeah, have like, yeah, a, yeah. like a super dramatic like portrait on each of the. What is that? What is that center label called? I'm just gonna call it a center label. On oh, each vinyl, uh, we should uh, yeah. know this, right, Chris? <laughs> we should. Yeah. Like, well, we should definitely know this, but. Right, and let's it's just the, the label. We're just gonna call it the label. We're just gonna call it the label. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that part of a vinyl. Like, I love seeing, like, opening up a record. I mean, like, all right, what's gonna be there? Like, what's that little circle art gonna be? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, can, you can put anything there. Sure. Wait a minute. That can't be right. This is calling it a play hole. That's a play right. hole. <laughs> That's. That's that's no. the literal hole. He's like, no, I'm part. not okay with that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, it's a little cringy, know. right? Yeah, you heard it, it here, really? folks. It's called the play hole. Oh no, I'm googling this oh, now too. I'm gosh. so curious. Play hole vinyl. Oh my god, that's the first I'm thing that came center up. Center label I, on a vinyl. It's called uh, a play a hole. Oh my god. I don't think I can make this question any clearer. And then it's like, oh, it's actually called a record sleeve. No, that's not it at all. No. What, like, what is the set? What is the label? A lot of people like, think it's central? a sticker. It's not a sticker. No, but it's like it's it's like pressed on. It's like a right. I don't. Oh, I don't I know, know, man. All right, anyone listening, Instagram message one of us and say, <laughs> yeah. "You fucking you know idiot!" What? It's Robin, called this. Robin Raymond <laughs> right now is. Fucking, she's tearing her hair out listening to she this. Unfollowed us at this point. Unfollow. Like, <laughs> she, unlike, she, unsubscribe. She's pretending she doesn't know us at all. Yeah, totally. Point. We're just they, such they a disgrace. They called it a play hole. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah the play hole. You know what? <laughs> Maybe we should own it. Yeah, it's a play hole. Yeah, it, oh, it's God. a Correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> makes me feel dirty every time. Who? Ca- I've hole. never heard it Blech. called a play hole. <laughs> never, ever. <laughs> I've never heard it referred to as anything before either, though. Yeah. yeah well, some people like, call it the sticker, but it's sticker. not a sticker. No, there's an actual right to name me. for it. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's, it's like the, the end of a shoelace. It's like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Like, stop doing this to me. No. Okay. What the fuck? I don't there's know. There's an it's actual like, wait, name for that. What do you call it's, that now? It's called there's an aglet. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. Ah, uh, the use the useless information. <laughs> we should all know. I just so. I thought you were just creating another itch I couldn't scratch. No, oh, no. that's a real I need an answer for that one. Okay. It's an aglet. A-G-L-E-T. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for educating <laughs> us there. You're welcome. <laughs> you know what? Now now we're talking facts. So Chris, perfect segue. Oh, Do we have any facts for the album? Hurry yeah. up we're dreaming. I have a couple, and I'll I'll keep I'll try and keep it short here. Fun facts. So it's the sixth studio album, and it was the first time it was the band's first full double album. So that's why it's it's so long. 
It's long as fuck. Yeah. And there's like, like an and, hour. Yeah, it's nuts. So mm-hmm. there's yeah, there's so there's like twenty two or twenty three tracks on the album. So it's fairly nice. long. Yeah. On October tenth, two thousand eleven. Actually you were kind of talking about this, Catherine. Um and maybe you were there for it. Um, but maybe. on October tenth, two thousand eleven, the album was streamed in its entirety at the uh Urban Outfitters uh store. Or and uh, and on their website, uh, of course, <laughs> they they had to have a listening party uh, in all of its stores the Saturday before the album was released. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Filter named it the number one uh, album of 2011. I believe it. <laughs> and I thought this is interesting for uh, you New Jerseyans. So prior to the tour, M83 had an open audition on their website for a multi-instrumentalist who could play guitar, bass, and keyboards to join him on tour. And he chose this guy, Jordan Lawler, from Sparta, New Jersey. Oh, wow. Um, And he won the audition. And so what's interesting (laughs) is, is he's still, so he was on tour with, uh, he was on tour with with them, but now he's their full-time guitarist. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. yeah, and it's really neat. And he homeschooled himself for many years and just happened to take a risk and an audition and he got it. And I thought that was pretty neat that he's a, kind that of a local uh, New Jersey native. Let's go Jersey. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's it. Those are some that's fun it. facts. Yeah. Fun facts. Yeah. Very that's cool. it. I love, the, I love the Urban Outfitters facts because it's like, obviously, as a teenager, I shop there. Like every week, like that was my favorite place to spend my paychecks. And it's like Urban Outfitters. I don't know if they still do it, but they would curate some really good playlists. Like you would go oh, there sure. and just hear amazing music. Yeah, and I kind of miss it. Between that and satellite radio, that was how I found all my music, and it was great. And like, sure, a lot of it was like stuff everybody nice. knows. Like, oh, I bet you never heard of Lord or Lana Del Rey, but like at the time, <laughs> sure, at the time, sure. that shit was like sure. that was hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was new stuff. Like I remember I remember hearing Royals for the first time. I was like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was so like, like when that f- first came out, like it was such a, such a weird, like such an odd song, but it was so good. It just blew up. Like yeah, I couldn't stop listening to it. It was my favorite yeah. song. And what a, oh, what a talent. What, yeah. a, what a talent. Like, I kind of missed that, like that era of discovering music where now it's just, because that was relatively, Spotify was still like picking up like its monopoly, like back sure. in like the early 2010s. Yeah. Because it's like now there's just so much music. It's there, hard there to find is. new stuff. Yes. It's like, it makes me just want to get a radio again. <laughs> <laughs> get get that satellite radio. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Sirius XMU. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Get those subscriptions. Yeah. Get those subscriptions. That was like oh, my, yeah. that was my favorite radio station growing up. Like, and one thing that I did like I do like to do sometimes, like to kind of cycle back around vinyl. Like, I'll go to a record store, and I would just like I'll just pick up something random. I'd be like, "This oh, could be cool. This could be tight. I'm gonna listen to it, and we'll see how it is." Yes, very adventurous of you. I yeah have not been able to do that myself. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely like, had days. Is- what days? What days? Oh, I've honestly, oh, I've definitely had days where I'll go to a record store and go to like the fifty percent off section or like or mm-hmm. whatever stuff that's like under ten bucks, 
And I'll be like, the cover art on this is phenomenal. Sick. I'm <laughs> buying yeah. it. And I'll get it. Yeah. I'll be like, this is fucking amazing. Like, there's some that duds, but, <laughs> but I mean. That's why cover art is so important. Yeah, yeah just like- it is. I, so I went to an opening of a vinyl store last week. Ooh. And it's super small. To, like really small store, you know, and they had like a lot of like metal, like okay, it wow. had like it had like a, a whole metal section. But then the other section, I thought it was really cool. They had like indie and punk and like classic rock and all this stuff. And so I'm I'm like flipping through all this shit, and I'm like, I saw I don't even remember the name of the artist, and I almost did that thing right where I was just like, this is a cool cover. It's ten bucks. Why not buy it, right? Right, I had right. it in my hand, and then uh, my friend came up to me, and she was like, hey, check it out. I found Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World, and I was like, ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, great I need, to, I need to add that to my collection. So like, there there goes that whole thing. So I just ended up buying Jimmy Eat World. Oh, but, you know, I'm great just, album now. Is that the yeah, one with Praise it, Chorus exactly. on it? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That is a good song. Oh, it's so <laughs> yes. good. It's so, so good. good. It's such a great album. It's just, oh. it's a classic. I digress. Yeah. Jimmy Catherine, <laughs> thank you so, so much for coming on our show. Thank you for, for having talking me. to us. Uh, we had such a great time with you. We did. Me too. If there's anything that you want to leave our listeners with, any last words, any plugs, the floor is yours. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to plug anything. So I'm just to say, have a great day, keep being stupid, and have a great rest of your 2021. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Everybody, please do yourselves a favor. Look up Catherine Moan. <laughs> you need to stream and buy Chain Reaction, okay? Go to the Born Losers website. You can buy the record there. You can buy the record on Bandcamp. Do yourselves this favor and listen to it. It's fantastic. Everybody, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Taste of Vinyl and on Twitter at Taste Vinyl. And remember, you can never own too much vinyl. Later, guys. Peace out. Peace out. Bye.